Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. We believe that it is important to really allow the Holy Spirit to work in each individual's life. Each Christian should be led, should be filled, should be marinated, should be filled with the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, we believe that it's very good and important to teach the Word of God. Many years ago, when I started to go into revival, into the fire of God, the fire of revival, the Lord spoke to me that you cannot just bring the Holy Spirit to the church without having the message of God. Because the message will shape people's thinking that they will not go in the wrong way. Sometimes people just seek the manifestation, the feeling, the touch of God, but they don't understand the truth. And the church get out of balance into some kind of fakey thing or fleshly or carnal thing. We need to be balanced between the Word and the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need to teach the Word and we need to have the message to understand. I have been teaching about demonology for quite a while and I tried to finish the whole series. And we almost come to the end of the series. If you never listen to this series, you can get the CD or you can come on Sunday. We're going to set up the table with a computer to download MP3 and you can listen to all this teaching. It's important to know your enemy. Like a doctor, one of the reasons I go to medical school, one thing that I learned is to make the diagnosis, is to hear the symptoms and do the physical examination to make the diagnosis. But I cannot just make the diagnosis to understand what's going on in people's life with diseases and sicknesses. But I need to know the disease very well in order to attack the disease and cure the disease. And as a Christian, we have three enemies. Number one, the world system. The world system tries to pull us out of God. Two, the flesh or the sinful nature. We need to fight with our sinful nature every single day. That's why the Bible says crucify yourself. It means crucify your flesh. Die to yourself. You decrease and he increases. You need to nail your flesh on the cross. Die to your flesh. And number three, demons or Satan. And demons or Satan are something that we don't see. They are spirits. So it's very difficult for us to understand about them and deal with them because they're spirit. And especially in America, we are living in a very high-tech society. We have computer. We have all the high-technology things in America. You can search anything. You just go to Google and search anything. Everything is so, so easy nowadays. I remember I just went to Hawaii. My son-in-law just put up a small box on the dash, and then he just punch, 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 and that one navigates us to everywhere we want to go. What a technology. So easy. It's only $100, that GPS system. So everything is so easy because we have high technology. 
people in America tend to forget about the spiritual thing, tend to forget about the demonic things and the things in the Holy Spirit and the spirit of darkness. So as the church, we need to educate people to recognize and to know how to deal with evil spirits because they are real and they're still working today. If evil spirits were working in the time of Jesus 2,000 years ago, they're still working today. The same amount of demons still working today as the time of Jesus Christ. I don't know how many millions of them, but they're all over the world right now. Therefore, we need to understand how to deal with them as the servant of God, as a minister of the gospel. Tonight, I'm going to talk about ways to keep your deliverance. Many years ago, in 1998, as a pastor, I went to a meeting, and the holy fire of God touched me, and many demons came out of me that day. I was touched by the fire of God, and God set me free from demons. And after that day, I was never the same. I was totally changed by the power of God. And after that, I need to learn how to keep myself pure, how to keep myself away from the demonic attack or demonic possession or influence in my life. And in this series of teaching today and next time, I'd like to teach you how to keep yourself from being attacked again. Some of you may not come even to that stage yet. You may need deliverance tonight. You may need to be cleaned up tonight. But many of you may be clean already. But before we go into that, there is a question always come up to me. People ask me, how do I know that I am completely free from demons? How do I know that there is no demon at all in my life? My answer will be very disappointing to you. I don't know. <laughs> and I cannot tell you. Amen? I cannot give you a certificate and say, Hey, brother, hey, sister, you are completely free now. You have no demon at all. And actually, if anyone can claim that there is no demon in his life at all, you have to be careful because he may have it. That's why he claimed that. So I never claim I have nothing. I may need to be cleaned up to myself. We need to keep going back into the file of God in order to be cleaned up on a regular basis because we don't know what happened Monday to Friday. Amen? That is in the book of Joel. The book of Joel says that in the last day, God will pour out His Spirit upon young men, young women, and that outpouring of the Holy Spirit will destroy the army of locusts. Locusts represent demon. As you get into the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, like tonight, on a regular basis, you have a chance to be completely free. But if you ask anybody in the world, am I totally free and have no demon at all? I cannot tell you. No one can tell you. The only thing you can do is to keep going back into the fire, keep learning how to protect yourself from being attacked again. The second question that I want to raise before I go on is where do demons go? After you get delivered, demons come out of you, where do they go? Matthew chapter 12, 43 to 45 tell us the answer. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. 
When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. Then he says, "I will return to my house from which I came." And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Jesus tried to teach us that after demons come out from people, they are not going to hell. Just yes, one day they will go to hell. God. The Father has appointed the time that the devil or Satan and all the falling angels and all the evil spirit will be thrown into the lake of fire, and they will be there for 1,000 years. Why Christian are reigning on earth for 1,000 years before they will release again to deceive the world? But that appointed time, no one know when. Why we are waiting for that day? When demons come out from people, they don't go to hell. They will roam around on earth. They were looking for place to stay in. One of the nature of demons is they don't want to be without body. They don't like to be disembodied. This uh, to be disembodied, no body at all. They want to find a body to work inside. Maybe the body of animals, like pigs or swine. One time, Jesus cast out demons, a legion of demons. I don't know how many of them. A lot legion in the Roman government, the Roman kingdom at that time was about six thousand men. So legion of demon came out from a man, and the demon asked, "Can we go to those swine, that flock of swine?" So they're looking for a body to stay in, amen. So when demons come out, they will try to look for a place to stay, and definitely the best place is human body. That's why, as a church, if we don't learn how to cast out demons, we are in trouble. We need to learn how to clean up the member. From demon, because demon gonna keep looking to come back. Demon also say that I look for the place to rest, so they feel better. Like right now, I know you feel better in air conditioned room. You feel rested in this hot weather. They feel the same way. They need to look for a body to stay, and they call that body my house. In other words, they take ownership. I cast out a lot of demon in my life, and every time I cast them out, they fight with me. They try to claim that house they don't want to go. So it's a battle to cast out demon because the demon claim that that body belongs to them. And when demon can come back, they will bring back many with them as a gang. That's why we need to learn how to protect ourselves, how to shut the door of life. The door of the eyes, the door of the ear, the door of the mouth, the door of the skin, the every door in our life, sex life, financial life, relationship, anything in our life to protect ourselves from being attacked or from having the demon come in to stay inside us. 
We need to learn how to do that. Amen. And that's what I'm gonna teach about how to maintain being free from demon tonight. Part of it, maybe continue next time. I would like to review a little bit that there are reasons why people cannot receive full deliverance. In other words, maybe a person have hundred demons on the inside of them, but they come out to the prayer line, lay hand, the fire of God touch them, but they never become totally set free. Some demons who live on the inside of them, they never become set free totally. Why? I want to tell you four reasons just to help you to be free completely. Amen? How many people want to know the four reasons how to be set free from demon? Number one, the reason that people are not totally set free because they lack true repentance. In order to be free from demon, you need to repent of your sin. You need to agree with God. And you need to hate sin. And don't become friend with the devil. God cannot help you to be set free from the devil or from his workers or his ministers, we, we call demons, if you are friend with the devil. If you agree with the devil, then God cannot help you. You need to hate those things. You need to repent of your sin. Anything that is displeasing to God, you need to turn your back on the world, turn your back on sin, turn your back on the wrong things in your life. Amen. It's very important to repent of our sin. I want to tell you one truth, that the message of faith, the message of belief, without the word repentance is not a true message. If somebody preached to you about God and asked you to become a Christian, but don't preach repentance, that is not the full message. The full message of Christianity is Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus said, repent first, and then believe in the gospel. Throughout generations, God called his people to repent, to agree with him, and to turn away from our sin. We need to examine our heart every single day. Change our mind, change our lifestyle. Repentance means, number one, start from our heart that we agree with God, what is wrong and what is right. And after we agree with God, we change our mind, then we turn around in our words and action, stop doing wrong things, and start to walk the way that is pleasing to God. A lot of people come to pray line, come to the deliverance uh, ministry, not because they want to repent. Maybe they have some kind of demon that make them sick all the time, torturing with asthma, torturing with some type of disease, maybe skin disease or something, itching, and they're full of that curse. But the reason they come to the deliverance service or come to the prayer line, because they want to get out of the hook. They say, I want to be free. I don't want to get itching anymore. I don't want to have this cancer anymore. I don't want to have this disease anymore. I want to get out from this torturing. And God say that you cannot get out of the hook until you repent. Sometimes God allow bad things to happen through demonic power because we are living in sin. And sin leads to curses and bondage. And if we 
Don't repent. We will not come out from it. So don't just come to the prayer line just to get out of the hook. But you need to really agree with God and repent of your sin. Amen. That's why I love the file of God because the file of God is related to holiness and living a life that is pleasing to God. We cannot compromise the message. We need to call Christian in the church to repent every single week. Amen. Not tickle pee purple ear. Oh, you're fine. God loves you. You can live whatever you want. You can live a wicked life, and God loves you anyway. No, we need to repent because if we live in sin, you are opening the door for demons to come in and destroy your life. Second reason that people cannot obtain full deliverance is failure to confess certain sin. Not only repentance, you need to confess with your mouth that I am wrong. You may say, why do I need to do that? The answer is because God made that rule. It's not past allows rule. It's God's rule. James chapter 5 verse 16 say, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God does demand confession and repentance not for his own sake, but for your sake. Because when you confess, you agree with God verbally. You announce that I agree with God 100% and I want to change. In fact, when you confess, you don't make God chop or surprise. Really? That day you went to watch a pornographic movie? Really? I don't know about it. No, 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 no. When you confess your sin, God already knows everything you did. God knows everything in your heart. You can hide anything from people, but God knows everything on the inside of you here. The reason you confess is your own benefit. Because when you confess, you are set free. You really announce that I'm set free now. Demon, you have no right to be on the inside of me anymore. I am set free. And the scope of confession depend on what kind of sin you make. For example, if you only sin against God, you don't sin against people, you confess to God only. But if you sin against God and against your wife, you need to confess to God and confess to your wife. That is the extent of the confession. If you sin, for example, if I'm a pastor and I sin against the whole congregation, I need to come up on the stage and confess my sin and ask the whole congregation for forgiveness because I sin to the whole congregation. You see the point? That we need to confess at the scope, at the level we sin against. Amen. We need to understand that confession is still the rule of God. Number three, the reason we cannot obtain full deliverance is failure to forgive others. Mark chapter 11, verses 25 and 26 say, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Amen. One time, Jesus gave a parable about a servant, a slave, who owed the master a certain amount of money. And the master said, okay, I care, I owe you. I will not charge your debt. That servant went to talk to another servant 
who owe money to him too, but with little amount. But the first servant did not forgive, but tried to force the other servant to pay back. And the Lord Jesus said, that because you do that, you don't forgive, I will put you to be tortured by the torturer. Unforgiveness is the reason for being attacked by demons. I remember a story of a woman in a church. She was having a liver cancer, and she was dying the end stage, liver cancer. She went to many meetings, get prayed for, get lay hand on, but she never got healed. Until one day, a minister talked to her with a word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Sister, are you getting mad at somebody? And I want to ask you to repent and forgive that person. She admitted that she was mad at her husband. And she was mad at God. Because her husband ran away with another girl many years ago. At that moment, she asked God for forgiveness. She forgave her husband and she forgave God. And the cancer was totally healed. She lived a long life again. You can see that unforgiveness can really destroy you. Forgiveness means I tear the I owe you. I believe that everyone in this room have been hurt by somebody, have been offended by somebody. Somebody may not pay back your debt, the money. They lend money, but they don't pay back. Somebody may hurt you by saying bad things about you, gossip about you, whatever. I know that you hurt. I know that you may feel uncomfortable. Deal with it. You deal with it and say, okay, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to move on with my life. I don't want to hold these scratches and unforgiveness and bitterness against this person anymore. I'm going to move on with my life. I don't want demonic power in my life. Amen? I don't want any torturer to come in to torture me. Because as God forgive me and he's willing to cancel my $1 million debt, I'm willing to cancel the debt of another person, $10. Think about it. When you sin against God all of this time in your life, how many millions of dollars that you can think about? You sin against God all the time, but God still forgive you and forgive you and forgive you all the time. How come you don't forgive people who sin against you one time or two times? We need to learn how to forgive people. Amen. So that we can receive full deliverance. And... The issue of forgiveness is very difficult, especially in the family. Husband and wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, the church family, the mother-in-law and the son-in-law. It's so easy to let go people that you don't know very well. They step on your toe, maybe somebody cut in front of your car and you want to put the finger up and you want to say something bad and you get mad. But after a couple minutes, you just forget about it. You don't care anymore because you don't know that person. But when your wife gets on your nerve, or when your husband gets on your nerve, or when your pastor says something to you and makes you upset, that is the most difficult thing to forgive because you know that person a lot. So I want to encourage you. Forgive those who are close to you in the same house, in the same church, don't hold grudges. Forgive them. Amen? Number four, the reason that people cannot receive full deliverance because they don't break 
themselves from the occult. Go get the CD called Occult that I preached many months ago. You learn in detail about the occult. What is the occult? The occult means a person that goes seek power not of the Holy Spirit but of something else. Witchcraft, horoscope, fortune telling, idol worshipper, or medium. All these practices we call the occult. Seeking power from Satan. A lot of people grow up that way. Before I became a Christian, I was totally in the occult. I chanted every night to the statue, to the idols. I have many idols in my life on my neck. I have many, many things on my necklace everywhere. And I have a lot of idols in my bedroom, in my uh, house. Once I become a Christian, one brother in the church told me, I need to burn all those things, burn all the books, get rid of all those accounts. And I did. I got rid of all of them. That is in the Bible. In Acts chapter 19, verses 13 to 19, talk about demons and accounts. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. You see, the Bible talks about people who had evil spirits. So they're still here today. So we need to cast them out. We exercise you by the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, in the Greek language means Jesus I acknowledge, and Paul I know about. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Demon can give power to people to fight. One time I cast out demon on a young, small lady in Thailand. And it took about five men to hold her down on the ground. Five big men. Because she wanted to hit me. So I tried to cast out demon and she come and want to punch me, want to hit me. Five men come in to hold her. Demon can give power to the person. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And listen carefully. And many, many who believe, who become Christian, many who had believed came confessing. Everyone say confessing. We need to repent and confess. And telling their deeds. Also many of those who had preached magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. In order to be set free completely, you need to get rid of anything that relates to occult. Books, idols, anything related to idols. You need to get rid of all of them from your house. Burn it. You know why? Because the devil knows your heart. The devil knows that you still welcome him if you keep those things. If you have those things in your house, 
is like you open the door a little bit that the thief can come in again. Or it's like you put your hand into the mouth of a lion. Lion, I don't like you, but I'm going to keep my hand in your mouth. What happened? The lion is going to bite. In order to show to the devil that I have nothing with you. I don't welcome you anymore in my house. I have only Jesus Christ. Get out of here. You get rid of all those books, all those CD, DVD, Blu-ray, anything that related to occult. And don't have them in your possession anymore. Amen? Cut it off. Don't open the door for the devil. Give you one example in the Bible. In Daniel chapter 4, in Daniel chapter 4, Daniel gave very good recommendation to King Nebuchadnezzar. At that time, the King Nebuchadnezzar was very prideful. Look at what Daniel said in verse 27. Daniel 4, 27 say, Look out, the judgment of God is ahead of you. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off. Everyone say, break off. Your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel gave a very good advice that if you want to be free from demon, if you want to continue in prosperity, want to continue in the blessing of God, you need to cut yourself off from evil things. And not only cut off, you need to fill your life with righteousness. Feeding the poor, helping people, do the right thing. Unfortunately, King Nebuchadnezzar did not listen to Daniel. And look at the outcome. Verse 33 in Daniel chapter 4 say, That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like birds' claws. Because King Nebuchadnezzar did not cut himself off evil things, what happened? He was attacked by demons, make him out of mind, become insane. He went out into the field, looked like animal, crawled on his feet, on his hand, and became like an animal. If God warns us to repent, we need to take serious about repentance. Amen. Amen. Because demons are looking for the chance to come in and attack you. Now I'm going to start to tell you seven things to help you to remain clean. Keep yourself from the enemy. First of all, number one, yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in every area of your life. Yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not a busboy. He is the Lord. Amen. He's not your servant. He is your Lord. He is your master. Yield every area. It's like giving every single key in your house to every single room to the hand of Jesus. Amen. So you need to give every single key of your home. The key to your family relationship. The key to your financial management. The key of your business. The key of your ministry. The key of your sex life. 
the key of how you relate to people around you. Every single key you need to give to Jesus. Why? Because the Bible says clearly, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. And he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. This is a problem. After we get delivered, demons come out of us. And if we still keep part of our life empty, what happened? Thief come in and see, oh, that part is empty. No one in there. I'm going to break in and steal something on the inside. You see the point? You need to fill your whole house with the presence of God. Every part of your life, your mind, your finances, your spirit, your body, everything filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Lord Jesus Christ. You yield everything. Every decision you make, maybe you have to make decision about finances, making decision about your relationship, who you're going to marry to, maybe about your business. Whatever decision you make, you ask Jesus, Jesus, is this your will? Is this what you like or not? Even what church you're going to go to? God, is this the church you want me to be in? Is this a person that I should marry to? Is this a job that you want me to work in? You need to yield everything to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? In order to avoid the attack of the enemy. Second, Ephesians 5, 18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only that you yield to the Lord Jesus Christ by your act of will. It's not about emotion. It's not about feeling. It's about act of will. You make decision, Jesus, you are the Lord of every part of my life. And then in a practical way, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. You need to be filled. You cannot say, I was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue 10 years ago. That's enough. No. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Let me ask this question. In your opinion, is it wrong to be drunk with alcohol? If you think it's wrong, raise your hand up. Is it wrong to be drunk with alcohol? Yes, I agree. It's wrong to be drunk with alcohol. Do you know that it's the same thing? It's wrong not to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the same sentence, the command of God is in the same verse. Do not be drunk with wine. Okay, don't be drunk with wine. It's wrong. But be filled with the Spirit. Which means that if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, it's wrong in the eyes of God. So every Christian should seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? In order to be filled with power and you'll be able to discern what is right, what is wrong. You can say no to sin easily when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? Many ways. Spend devotion time. Start to worship God. Pray in tongue. And let God fill you up. It can happen anywhere in the world. It can happen in the hotel room. It can happen in your living room, your own prayer corset in the car. If you start to worship God, you start to talk to God and you say, God, fill me up. God can come and fill you up anywhere. It can be happen in a meeting like this when 
the minister lay hand on you, and God used that laying on of hand to fill you with the Holy Spirit. You need to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis in order to fight against the enemy. Amen. Number three, last thing I want to say today, and we'll continue next time. You must live by the word of God. Number one, yield to Jesus in every area of your life. Number two, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, the Bible say, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt God, the Lord your God. And the devil left him. Behold, angels came and ministered to him. How did Jesus fight the devil? He quoted the scripture. He practiced the word of God. He said, it is written. After you say, it is written for a while, the devil have to leave. Amen. So you need to know the word of God. You need to live by the word of God. You need to make decisions every day. Whatever you're going to do, is it biblical? You ask yourself, is it biblical to do this? Or this is human thing, the, the human way or the biblical way. If you live your life in the biblical way all the time, you are protected by the angels of God. And the devil cannot attack you. Amen? Live by the word of God. It's very important to do that. How many people promise God that every key of your house you're going to give to the Lord Jesus Christ? Raise your hand up. How many people say, I'm going to be hungry from now on. I'm going to be thirsty for the things of the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know that some of you may come from traditional church that you don't hear much about the Holy Spirit. But if you study the Bible carefully, the whole Bible talks about the Holy Spirit all the time. Even Jesus himself was filled with the Holy Spirit without measure. So if you want to follow his footsteps, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit more and more each day. Amen. And how many people say, I will be studious, I will be diligent in studying the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. Raise your hand up. If you can do that, daily as a lifestyle routinely you protect yourself from being attacked by the devil you will not get sick easily you will not get depressed easily you can sleep well every night you can be strong and healthy you can be prosperous because the devil or the demon of sickness the demon of poverty the demons of insomnia fibromyalgia whatever cannot attack you because you are guarded by the angel of God all the time when you live that kind of lifestyle. Amen? So how many people want to be free? How many people want to stay free forever? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's the purpose of tonight, that we want to see that God will set you free and help you to become free forever. And next time, when we come back to the revival service, we're going to learn four more things how to protect yourself to stay free and remain free from the attack of the enemy. Remember this, demons are everywhere. They're looking. If you're not careful, they jump in. They're everywhere. It's like virus. It's everywhere. 
Bacteria is everywhere. If you are not careful, you get a cut, then bacteria go in. If you open the door on your skin, the bacteria go in. The same thing with our spiritual life. You have to be on guard all the time. You need to protect yourself by being in the presence of God and by agreeing with God all the time. Don't sleep spiritually. If you just live your life in a sleeping way, you open the door and the devil will sneak in and attack you. Amen. I want to see every member in this church live a long life. No sickness, no cancer, no surgery. You're all prosperous. You're all healthy and strong. Family is doing well. Husband and wife love each other. No divorce, no problem because you are protected from the attack of the enemy. Amen. Amen. That's our goal is to see you all free and be fruitful and be effective for the kingdom of God. That's why we need to teach this lesson and that's why we allow the Holy Ghost to touch your life. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> when you come out to be prayed for, I want to encourage you that you need to come and ask God. Come with hunger. You cannot just come to try or uh, to test the minister and say, hey, if he's anointed, let's see what happens. God can do whatever he wants. But you need to come to God like a child and say, God, I'm desperate. I'm like that woman with the issue of blood. I want to change. I know that there's something in my life that still needs to change. I need your touch. I need you to change me by your anointing, by your power. And I want to move on to the next level. And the anointing can do that for you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, he said that the burden on your shoulder will be removed and the yoke on your neck shall be destroyed because of the anointing. God still used the anointing today, the fire of the Holy Ghost, to come and set the captive free. He still used the same method that Jesus used 2,000 years ago. Jesus walked around with anointing and the anointing touched people and set the captive free. Everywhere Jesus went, the people got set free. Oh, except one city, the city of Nazareth. The people in the city of Nazareth did not get set free because they had no faith. They were so familiar with Jesus. They look at Jesus as a carpenter boy. That's why they could not receive anything. You need to believe. You need to come by faith and believe that God is working through the minister. Amen. God still set the captive free today. The shadow of Peter fall on people and people got healed. The anointing is in the New Testament. And today, God still wants to do that. Actually, God said, the work that I do, you shall do also. And greater work than this, you shall do. So, all of you got touched by God. One day you go out and preach the gospel. Believe that God will use you to perform miracles, signs and wonders. It's not only for Pastor Lao. For every believer who preached the gospel, you can see signs and wonders in your hometown, in your church, in your care group. Expect God to do miracles by the anointing of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
who is hungry tonight amen thank you lord jesus don't come with theology if you come with theology you're going to start to analyze the holy spirit and then you will not get anything because you're going to spend time thinking analyzing you need to come with your heart god look at the heart god doesn't look at your brain and your mind and say you keep thinking keep thinking god see the hungry heart god touch the heart of people because you come with the heart to be touched by god don't come to analyze god and say i this is what i learned from my church this is my theology and you're going to stay in that theology forever and you don't get anything from god amen you need to come to god hungry desperate press in yield yield to the holy spirit and god can do anything amen thank you lord jesus bless the name of the lord let's pray father tonight touch your people lord if your people have never been filled with the holy spirit fill them tonight if they have never been touched by the fire of god touch them tonight by your hand lord if people needs deliverance father deliver them from demonic power fill your people father with your holy spirit yes lord we open our heart we are hungry we thirsty for the living water come we are like the living sacrifice on the altar and you send your fire to come and burn every junk every dross every wrong thing in our life away so that we can be purified like the refined gold we want to be like the holy bride of the lord jesus come and burn all the impurities father out of our life change us lord we pray in jesus name yes lord thank you lord jesus open your heart up open your heart hungry if tonight you know that you have some sin in your life you have committed some sin maybe you have some wrong attitude why don't you confess right now ask god for forgiveness ask god for forgiveness confess with your mouth speak to god don't mumbling just speak to god if you hold grudges against anybody maybe your mother-in-law maybe your boss maybe your friend your spouse forgive them tear the i owe you because if you hold grudges that bitterness going to destroy you it's not good for you let go let it go forgive 
thank you Lord Jesus tell Jesus Lord become Lord of my life in every area Lord of my life fill me with the Holy Spirit tonight I yield to you you can do whatever you want in my life I'm not going to fight with you I'm not going to resist you I'm going to yield to you Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.